Hello, I'm Josh. I'm Steve. And welcome to Star Trek Mission Reports. Uh, today, we're mainly going to talk uh, Star Trek Picard uh, overall, season two, uh, the finale mostly, and Strange New Worlds. So beware of spoilers. And um, yes, might want to turn your volume down a little bit. It might get loud um, for various reasons. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'll go ahead and start off here. All right. <laughs> this is brought to you by Crown Royal Whiskey and Cola in a can. Because I'm fancy. Yeah, that's I am what I like. Fancy. Uh, huge shout out to everyone who listened to our last episode and who listens to all our episodes, of course, and and have watched some of my videos on YouTube recently uh, about Star Trek and other things. Um, yeah, yeah, last episode, uh, we're over... Uh, how much did I say? Was it 600, I think, views on YouTube? Yeah, like 600, yeah. Yeah, very exciting. So, yeah, um, please continue yeah. to listen and share. And, um, yeah, that's wonderful. I, I kept telling yeah. him. It got to a point where I just was throwing numbers at Steve, and he knew what I meant. So, um, <laughs> it's like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, well, we appreciate all the listens, that's for sure. Oh, yeah, we, we love doing this. And, uh, yeah, like, like I said on my videos, it's not all about hate or anything like that. I probably hate more than Steve does, but Steve's a great writer, and I really think we should start a petition to get him signed on to write um, all of New <laughs> Trek. So, yeah, together we can do that. But, yeah. Um, I'm ready. <laughs> Before we get into therapy here, I mean, um, Star Trek Picard and Strange New Worlds, I thought we could just lightly talk about, um, you know, the great Zephyrin Cochran, the uh, the man, the myth, yeah. the legend. James Cronwell played him in First Contact and um, just found this out. Steve, what are your thoughts on James Cronwell as Zephyrin Cochran? Not to put you on the spot, yeah. but... Yeah, no, that's okay. So... You know, I, I just found, you know, knowing the the lore and the whole thing building up to it, you know, and then he's played by this acid-using-slash-drunk-slash-horrible-music-taste-dancing thing just really was the only part of First Contact that I uh, just really kind of groaned at a little bit. Mm -hmm. You know, every time he was on screen, I just wondered what it would be like if he you know self-immolated and caught himself on fire but or, or got me too right just too or early right. or got me too something right or glued his hand to anything <laughs> away from the cameras <laughs> so well, I'm, I'm sorry to be so vague on my opinion no no yeah we'll, we'll get into uh, more <laughs> more detail but yeah i was just i was surprised because a lot of people like him as Efren Cochran. Yeah. Uh, Canonical-wise, it's not really um, fitting because uh, I don't know the episode. Maybe Steve does. But there was a original series episode where we did meet Zephyrin Cochran, who looked very different. Was, yeah, very different. I uh, yes. watched that one recently, maybe a couple months ago. And was he even from Earth, do you recall? I believe so. Okay, okay. I don't believe he was on Earth, though, Right. Again, this, you know, we, we complain about them ignoring canon and stuff, but, you know, they, they have done it in the past, and yes, this was kind of one that was, I guess, I think if you would have done this now, you would have had so many uh, haters after it, right? Trek yeah. enthusiasts and all Trek. that stuff. Uh, that aside, I didn't mind his performance, but yeah, I, 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 I get it. He doesn't, he's not all together, and they have to quickly get him to become the legend um, that... He is to them, let's say. So yeah, with all that said, yeah, James Cronwell, you know, he's he's done a lot of uh, big parts, you know, throughout the years. So yeah, he's in the headlines again. Uh, apparently, uh, you know, he, he protests things, which hey, that's cool. Uh, so I guess uh, he decided to go to this Manhattan Starbucks and super glue his hand to the counter, as you would do uh, to protest the price uh, risings of um, was it vegan milk. Uh, for your beverage? Yeah, it's something ridiculous. I did it twice today myself. Right, right. But for the opposite, right? You, you weren't getting enough right, of the actual good shit. Or, yeah. Right, yeah. They don't serve anything with red meat at Starbucks, <laughs> so I was a little upset. Where's Fairway? Yeah. Um, 
<laughs> yes, and Steve has a great history with vegans, but no, that aside of vegan, hey, I'm okay with whatever you got to do. I just think like, wow, he's really method with his protesting, you know, like yeah. it's like he wanted a fictional, another fictional statue of himself. Um, yeah, pretty nuts. Um, but yeah, I guess um, this was organized by animal rights groups and um, he wore a Free the Animals t-shirt and read a statement. This is on Facebook, Steve, so you could probably go out and find it for your viewing pleasure. But yeah, later yeah. on... <laughs> When the cops showed up, because that's when shit gets real, um, he scraped his hand off the counter with a knife. Um, I don't know if they brought the knife or he had to kindly ask the uh, people behind him uh, for a knife. They, sure they were. I'm sure they had them drawn on him. Uh, apparently, it's fifty cents to a dollar extra to uh, get your uh, vegan on with Starbucks, and so he's not a. Well, he is a wealthy man, so. Well, anyway, hats off to him. That's that's cool. I was like, Good oh, for him. yeah, Jane, he's in the news. Cool, cool. What 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 project are we are we doing right now? Um, yeah, this is it. So yeah, just thought that was that was something. Pretty cool, actually. I I love that you know at the end of his life he's doing things like this. Good for him. Right, right. In your eighties, that's that's what you want to do. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Is he in his eighties? I think so. <laughs> yeah. Oh wow. I was just making it up to be a dick, but <laughs> yeah, wow. we got to respect the elders now. So take all that back. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I, I'm not much younger, so oh, that... he's 82 years old. Yes, yes, very brave, very brave. Because I, 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 as a young man, I mean, yeah, I guess it maybe is part of being older. Like you just don't give a shit. But man, that's that's a lot of courage to get up in front of uh, all these people in long line and super glue your hand to the counter and protest yeah. do what you do so hats off to him well Starbucks is expensive anyway you know you just take your ass to um, what are the other ones they got out there or hell open up your own I don't know yeah you know I, I just I, I admit I, I do get Starbucks from time to time <gasps> and it's it is it's just stupidly expensive I, I actually like um there's a local one here, Smoky Row. Yes. Yeah, they've got some pretty uh, good stuff too that rivals anything at Starbucks. So, well, James, if you're listening, come come to Des Moines and check that out. And yeah. um, I'd love to get an autograph. It's on me. Yeah, yeah, it's on I'll Steve. Your, I'll buy your vegan goat urine or whatever it is. I don't know, but I'm happy to <laughs> I'm happy to pay for that for you and, and show you around town. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. But yeah, I, I was like, oh, James, he's back in the in the headlines. I liked his contribution to Star Trek. Good for him. Just so cute. Just a little light uh thing to talk about yeah. before we get into the drama. You know, we have to um we need laughter in life, guys, uh, <laughs> to get us through the tough times. Um, we, we do because I spent I spent some of Picard with my hand glued over my eyes. So, ah, yeah. oh, damn, I I envy that. Yeah, yeah. Where's the protest for that? Never mind. That's getting into things too soon. Um, <laughs> no one can tell where Here we're we going. Go. <laughs> All oh. right. All right. Well, okay. So, Star Trek Picard. Real quick, Steve. Overall impressions of Star Trek Picard going into season two really enjoyed the first couple episodes of season one i remember thinking hey man this is kind of promising i was liking where it was going the addition of seven is great just because she was one of my favorite characters and not because she was hot but i genuinely thought on voyager they wrote her very well mm -hmm. um and she performed it very well and um and so her inclusion i've i have enjoyed in both seasons but uh um yeah you know i was I was a little cautious going into season two. I wasn't negative about it, but I also, um, you know, with, with a lot of things, new Star Trek was preparing myself for, for maybe something other than what I was probably wanting. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, that, that said, I just, I, I really feel like, um, it delivered on my expectations <laughs> in a good way. <laughs> it's you like when someone answer. says a serial killer is interesting. It doesn't mean interesting good. 
interesting. I mean, you know, they're wired interestingly. So yeah, you know, it, it, while I, when I say it delivered to my expectations, my expectations were that it would be a mess with some really cool parts in it, yeah. um, and with some really just shake your head parts in it, you know. And so, right, I just hate it when I find myself loving part of it and then just really not loving it the other part at all because yeah. I, I just. Yes. There's so many great shows out there that are written well and they're consistent, you know, mm-hmm. and this is not, in my opinion, and if anyone disagrees, absolutely, your opinion's yours and that's valid. I just, I just, I just wish it was more consistently um, brilliant as opposed to, you know, one or two scenes per episode being really awesome. Right. Exactly. Yep. Yep. For sure. Um, yeah, I mean, season two, it seemed promising. I I knew certain people were coming on board that I had a lot of respect for. Uh, Mark Bernardin, he's been a, uh, he's got a pretty good writer's credit. Um, he was, I think, the supervisor of the writer's room. And then that uh, Doug Drexler came back and the Akutas to help out with the, the tech, you know, to bring that look of Star Trek we loved um, from the TNG era and beyond to bring that back. Yeah. Which episode one delivered on? You know, we got the we got the old ships back, which never really were explained if they were refits or brand new ships. I don't know if you um, caught that exact because they, they seem to contradict what what they were. I guess, um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I just I look at it as just the uh, new update design, right? You know, trying yeah. to keep it as modern as possible, but. Right. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I will say visually, there was really a lot to be proud of in Picard. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so with all that in place, I was very excited about season two. And I, I felt like, okay, I think they're going to learn from their mistakes. And the first two episodes, I thought were done very well. Um, there was a few, you know, minor things that annoyed me, but it was it was not as bad as uh, season one. And just to say overall, I do like season two better than one. Um, that's not really saying a lot, <laughs> right? But um, same here. But yeah, I agreed. <laughs> um, this is crap with sprinkles on it. Yes, Season exactly. One didn't have any sprinkles, right? <laughs> well, and the explanation as to why the show kind of tanked after uh, two episodes was that writer. I believe this is the writer Terry Matulus. He was um, he was sent over to do uh, writing for season three which we all know now has the TNG cast in there. So I don't know if we'll get what we want from season three. Um, kind of wished that Q snapped his fingers and everything disappeared. And this was a, a season eight. Uh, season three is season eight. So maybe it will go down that way. Where do you want to start with with this um, interesting season, Steve? Well, I mean, there's there's a lot to unpack in in the whole deal, but I mean, I think if you know if we're to just kind of talk about it very high level with spoilers, of course, but high level, it's just and we were talking about this before the show how you know I'm already I already see a therapist, and you know this 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 show just felt like you know therapy for Jean Luc, you know, and and I and, and I know that was absolutely the intent. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, you as much said it towards the end and the whole thing. And, yep. um, but I never seen a wimpier kid in, in my life than young Picard. <laughs> um, you know, I, I, I mean, if I was in the neighborhood and I, I was not a bully, but that'd be one kid that I would probably trip a few times and <laughs> giggle to myself and, um, you know, smack the shit out of him if you no, I'm kidding totally. But, <laughs> I, I, but no, seriously, it was just, it was just so, so in your face. Sappy. Uh, yeah, the you know dealing with trauma, and it's just like, My you know, I, I really liked, I liked the uh, the next generation, and even sometimes the original series, uh, and certainly Deep Space Nine, where they would have writing that was, um, not as just in your face I'm going to smack you with the message mm-hmm. you know something you had to interpret it was something that you had to kind of pull out as opposed to them just pushing it at you yeah um, and then that's that's really what I felt overall with this season you know and and there were some pretty cool spots um, I didn't hate Gerardi is it Gerardi is that her name yes 
yeah, I, I didn't hate her like I did before. Um, yeah. I felt like I felt like the singing part was dumb. Um, yeah, so out of place. It's just out of place. And how does she even know that stupid song? Let's be real. And, um, <laughs> you know, in, in of, of course, Seven, you know, she had a really interesting evolution, losing her implants and then getting them back and, um, you know, kind of coming to terms with. I, I, I did enjoy her fish out of water being normal as opposed to her being the fish out of water because she wasn't. Yes. Um, I, I thought that was pretty cool, uh, well done and crafted. But uh, And then, then the Q piece was just really, until the very last episode, right at the end, I felt like, why is Q even here? And yeah. why are we using him? And he's just, it's just kind of dumb. And then it wasn't until the very end where I was like, all right, I... I I, I did enjoy their last scene together. Yeah, uh, you know, quite a bit. But right. uh, overall, I, I just and then and then at the end with the um, the the space anomaly that you know they had to calibrate the shields and mm-hmm. you know all this stuff. What the hell is is that even? You know, and if if that's going into season three, cool, I'll yeah. shut up. But if that's a throwaway for some reason and we don't even hear about it again, uh, dumb. Kirk ship did that. Like he all of a sudden is a Kirk historian, you know? Yeah. Kirk that, Kirk yeah. this. Oh, Gary Seven. They encountered like shut up, old man. Um Well they need to reference someone manly. <laughs> yes, yeah, like dude, why didn't you reference your own shit? Like, really? Right. I mean they did kind of, but I, I gotta say though, MVP hands down to me is the Borg Queen, uh, played by Annie Warshin. Oh yeah, I thought she did a great job of like. She was phenomenal. She was creepy. She was mm-hmm. great. She did really and good. I, and I think her and Gerardi, they they um, I I thought their chemistry was really good together on screen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and I I like how even though she was gone, she was still there in Girardi's like mind and she was next to her and vice versa like I thought that was a cool direction there um in the end though like I, I'm glad it turned out to be Agnes because I don't really care for her character too much she's kind of psychotic and so like I did think it, this season was definitely an improvement um and I think they did a pretty good job not to talk too much about season one. You know, even yeah. Rios tells the ISIS agent, right, about um, he's not even sure if Picard's an android. Like, none of us really fucking know what, what he is. It's so stupid. Because really, in in essence, like, Picard died. That's not Picard. I mean, yeah, it's, his, it's a transfer of Picard, but it's not... If there's a soul, that's not in that whatever the fuck it yeah. is. Um so it's nice just to ignore that, right? It's just let's move past it. The the least uh, the character I don't uh, care for the most, and unfortunately, uh, every new character we got introduced to is pretty much abandoning ship before season three, um, except for um, Jerry Ryan. But Raffi is returning, which I am not a big fan. I just I don't care for her character. I think she's such an asshole to Picard. And she's supposed to be this, just like Discovery, right? These are Starfleet officers. Holy shit, they buckle under pressure. Especially Raffi. She's a wreck. And it's like, how does she get to command shit in the future? Like, she's just... Yeah, I know 10-year-olds with more steadiness than her. And I'm not... I think the actress is fine. I just think it's the material, you know? Like, she was a bumbling... Yeah. She's a bumbling junkie in the first season. And it's like, where is this utopia? Why does she live in a trailer and why is she like acting like uh, Dudley Moore you know on the bridge of Rios's ship yeah. it's like this is so stupid like what the hell yeah so I'm not I'm not crazy about her returning <laughs> with the season 3 cast uh, or the TNG cast I'm sorry but yeah um, it had its moments it, it, it did but it really felt like it should have been like a mini movie or something like a it just felt like, just like most of New Trek, it feels like a lot more editing should be done to take out dumb plots that are just yeah. filler. Uh, you know, the whole L.A. thing, uh, Seven and Raffi, and that's the other thing. You know, at the end of season one, they referred to them, they referred to them as a couple, right? 
that was shoehorned mm-hmm. in, you know, probably because for representation, they're too lazy to write new characters and make them gay or whatever, which, you know, I don't really give a shit. It's just there was no introduction to it. And yes, you could right. say their time on that planet waiting for Picard to charge up 100%. Maybe they, you know, got it on or whatever the fuck. But um, the only reason why they did that, maybe it was for representation, but the truth, I guess, truly is they had. They had, you know, pictures taken on the set, season one, and these two actresses were together. And they're like, hey, they look so great. They should be a couple. And it was a joke. And then, you know, the creative right. team, because they're so, you know, smart. Yeah, we'll just make them gay. Like, okay, for for reasons? I mean, wh- why? But anyway, because, um, you know, she had a history with Jacote, which that would have been nice to find out what the hell happened to Voyager, you know, some of the cast or whatever. Um but you know, and we and then we find out about seven. She didn't get. She never got um, accepted by Starfleet, which is bullshit because um, her friend did. Um, Icheb is that how you say his name? Yeah, uh, he was Starfleet. Yeah, he was. Um, I uh, that actor uh, and I are friends with each other on Twitter. Nice, but uh, you're talking about the original actor, right? Not the one they replaced him with. Correct. <laughs> which right. wow, really? Ugh. Yep. Um. But yeah, uh, what I was going with is the the middle part, you know, it's not very allegory. It's very in your face. And like I said before we started recording, it's written like a shitty after school special, right? It's just, it's just like a bunch of shit, bunch of shit message, wink, and then bunch of shit, bunch of shit, you know. Um, You know, they commented a lot on how 2024 was. Uh, Guinan was so negative, young Guinan, that is. Um, you know, it was like she it didn't feel like Guinan, but I gotta say, um, Guinan, it was nice to see Whoopi Goldberg back, you know, when the show first started. Um, kind of, kind of depressing. She's, she runs a bar. I mean, I'm not trying to put down anyone, but it just felt like her char- character was destined to do more than just be a bartender. But, you know, they, they wrote it as she enjoys doing that or something like that. I don't know. They kind of retconned it. But yeah. uh, what were your thoughts of the whole Guinan, seeing Guinan again and young Guinan? I like the actress, young Guinan. Mm-hmm. Um, I like her better than Whoopi Goldberg. But, um, but again, you're right. It was a material, right? Yeah. I mean, she was another character who had flashes of really cool and other flashes of, like, you know, really it's there's a bottle and you're going to contact the Q continuum. Yeah. That. Um, I dream of Jeannie much. <laughs> right. You know, I mean, it's just, yeah, some really dumb, dumb yeah. writing. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like it was really, they're trying to pan to a crowd that they think is smart, but they're, they're not writing smart. No. And I, I just, it was a lot of frustrating things. Well, it doesn't help yeah. that Will Wheaton and all the other cast members, I mean, they, in the end, they want to get paid, right? And they weren't writers. They were actors on the old shows. So a lot of them are praising this new stuff. You know, Will Wheaton on his, his uh, uh, what's it called, Ready Room. I just can't stand to watch it. It just feels so phony and fake, you know? And I hate to think that way about Will Wheaton because I really did admire the guy. And I did like Wesley Crusher as a character. And I felt like he should have got more justice um, which yeah. we'll get to, <laughs> but um, yep. yeah, it's just like everyone is like, "Oh, this is great stuff." This was just like back in '87 when people hated us. Like, dude, no, it's not. I really disagree. There it really isn't. Yeah, and you know, I hate watching something and looking for what I don't like because I'd rather just look for what I do like. Right. Um, but and, you don't really have again, to. Yeah. No, you don't. And that's the problem. Is that I wasn't watching it to see what what do I want to pick apart. Yeah. You know? Same. I mean, same. Um, you know, it's, I, I was wanting to like it a ton, and mm-hmm. uh, and again, there were parts that I did like a ton. But I mean, yeah. it's just you know, if I had to put one word on it, it's just inconsistent. Yes. Yep. Yep. I think you could edit the shit out of the show, and it would be pretty decent. I really, I really do, because I think they were going for something. Um, I was afraid the setups wouldn't pay off, and you know, in my opinion, they did not. The new Trek, when they set up these arcs, they just they don't pay off. Uh, the writers are either lazy or just they just don't they're not good writers or they don't know the material too well you know um they'll they'll, they'll do callbacks and things like that to sound clever but in the end it's like it's just a shell it's it's set dressing you know 
Um, yeah. Th- what pains me is the creators, the new creators, wanted to give Ten Ford an origin, right? And if they would have just watched the fucking TNG, they would have known why it was called Ten Ford. But in this reality, if you will, of uh, the new Picard show, uh, so Guinan's had this bar for like, I don't know, 500 years or less, and it's uh, called Ten, and it's located on Ford Street. And so they're like, get it? Get it? And oh, for fun. Yes, yes. When in reality, unless... Unless you could retcon it and say, well, Guinan really wanted it to be called 10 Ford. And so Picard's like, well, what can we do? Um, let's put you on deck 10 Ford. Because that's why it was called 10 Ford on TNG. And I know a lot of people are there like, Josh, you're overreacting. That's it's stupid. But that's the fucking origin. We, they already had an origin for it. So I should just call it some other name. But, you know, again, whatever. Canon. It doesn't matter. Um... <laughs> Doesn't matter. Some canon does, <laughs> but some doesn't at all. Um, but yeah, Ga- young Guinan grew on me. You know, I, her initial performance didn't really care for, but I thought she got better as we saw her. You know. Um, yep. And I did like how she started putting her hands up, like she did when she first met Q on TNG. Well, it wasn't the first time; they had a history, right? Um, so I like that callback. Um, she had some kind of teleportation powers. Um, it was alright. I mean, it was nice to see... Uh, that's the problem. Guinan was introduced as this being that had these other abilities, but he never, to my knowledge, never knew what they were. So now you're going to go right. all these years later, especially with these bozos who are in the, you know, creative, on the creative team now. They Here's their take on her powers, and it's like, well, I just don't really see that as a, as a thing. And yeah, like you said, the Q genie bottle, that was odd. Um... And then uh, another great wasted opportunity, and I should have dug up the actor's name. Um, the agent that arrested—I don't know if he arrested Guinan in Picard, but he's kind of like a Fox Mulder, you know? Yeah, X-Files. Star Trek Mulder. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, do you recall who that guy was to Star Trek? The actor, at least. I don't. Not to put you on the spot. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm gonna hate myself for not no, remembering. No, it's but. fine. He was one of the future time agents i'm i'm not um i haven't researched it enough but he was on an episode of voyager he was a young officer on a ship that they um, i think they beamed over seven of nine and they were from the future they were like the time police kind of and so oh okay he that actor was one of those guys and a lot of people were like oh shit that's him that's the character no it wasn't at all <laughs> Yeah, it was just that. See, that's that's a great callback if they would have utilized that. Like he should have just been like, "Hey, I know what you guys are doing. You, you shouldn't be doing this." And then you know that history if you do the research. But it's just odd they cast that same actor. And I don't even know if, who knows the casting agent. Probably didn't even fucking know he was on Voyager. <laughs> but you know, yeah, exactly. it was just kind of like, oh, what a waste opportunity. Yeah, Q. Overall, I loved how they introduced him. Because, um, you know, you're like, well, John Delancey's much older now, and I like how they CG'd a younger Q in it. I think it was plausible. Like, it, you know, yeah. um, it was good. I, I need to let me catch up. I like that I like that touch. I think we should talk about Rios a little bit. I yes, mean, please. Um, so he was one character that I did, I, I really did like in both seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like the actor. I think he pulled off that very well. But you know they he stayed back. Yeah. In a in a move that, you know, I don't think he should have been allowed to stay back. No. Um, Not at all. Call me crazy, but uh, <laughs> don't disrupt time. Yeah. And, okay. And I, I thought I thought the girl um, and her son. Yeah. I mean they, they were cool additions, and and yeah, I I, I get all the motivations and all that yeah. stuff. Pretty and, generic. Uh, yeah. It was pretty generic. It wasn't, I mean, there wasn't anything there that I felt like, you know, I mean, if I'm Rios, I'm like, well, you know, I, I've got Hotter's McDoctor over here and, yeah, you know, but is it, and I've not known her for more than a couple of weeks now. Is it worth staying here for, and, and, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, right. I, I just, it just felt forced. He's like, I, I never felt like I belonged. 
says my script, and so I'm going to stay back. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, dude, you look pretty chill on the Stargazer with your cigar and stuff. Like, I think you were yeah. fine, but whatever. We got to keep you back because the actor probably didn't want to come back to this shit show. I don't blame him. Um, <laughs> don't worry, Raffi's coming back. Yay. Oh, God. Yay. Uh, maybe she'll die in a warp drive accident. Uh, you know, peacefully. With any luck. Peacefully. Um, yeah. Jordy will just push her into the, uh, what you call it, in the microwave of, uh, I don't know shit about <laughs> the, the engine. Yeah. I'm a casual fan. No, I, I'm, a, I'm a fan, <laughs> but I don't know all the details. Come on. I couldn't tell you. I'm not that nerdy, but and that's okay if you are. I appreciate it. There's people out there who are much better at it than uh, than I am of describing what shit is and stuff. Yeah, you won't be running any level three diagnostics on the plasma no. coils and getting the phase inducers back online. No, no, I'll be like uh, treadmill. How, how how fast is level three? Um, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, the whole falling in love thing was stupid. He brought the kid aboard and her on the ship. It's like, dude, why would you do that? Like. You're doing the opposite of what you were told. And then what also annoyed me was just because she's a doctor, it's 2024, Rios. Any device from the future, medical device, she doesn't know how to use because she's a doctor. You know? Yeah. Just the magical device they beamed down to help Picard out of his coma or whatever the hell it was. Uh, and then the, the tricorder to heal Rios. Like, dude, she doesn't know what the fuck she's doing. She's just pointing it at you. But he's like, I trust you. Like, okay, this is stupid, but whatever. Um, yeah. Romance. Romance. Bad. Bad romance. Bad romance. Down. Um, bad. Yeah, let's talk about Picard. Yeah, I think uh, Stuart is the, he's the biggest threat to this whole show. Um, his his ego. I'll go there, but it's just my opinion, of course. Um but yeah, he's basically playing himself now. That's why Picard is so different. He doesn't he didn't want to put the suit on. Like all the fun shit we loved about Picard, he didn't want to do for this project. Yeah. Like ever. So he's like the show's worst enemy, honestly. Um the parents uh incorporated that that di- well, actually I should take that back. In the beginning with the whole parent flashback, it looked like the dad was an abusive asshole and I was like, "Oh shit, I don't like that at all." Like, right. It's too fucking dark. I mean, it got darker, but because uh, you know we have to have drama, right? Um, yeah. But yeah, in real life, Stewart's family had you know it was domestic violence. His dad was a a war veteran and had PTSD. They didn't know of the time, but so it was kind of borrowed from his past. It looks like a little bit. You know, in the in the end, it looks like Stewart just wants this to be a um, a vanity project, right? Like he doesn't want to be Picard. He just wants to be Picard by name. And uh, I think that's just what's terrible about this. Uh, I did enjoy James Callis, I think that's his name, playing... Oh, man. Yeah. One of my all-time favorites. Uh, early 2000s, Battlestar Galactica fame. He played... He's he was, playing... He yes. played Gaius Baltar. Yeah, and yes. he was phenomenal. Yes, he was. And I do like the casting as a father. However, it's wrong because his father did age. <laughs> and uh, right. was shown in TNG, just like the mom... Uh, as an old lady, but they, you know, retconned that. I guess Picard said, "Oh, I always imagined her as a an older lady offering me tea or some crap like that." Because spoiler, his mom hung herself because drama. I mean, it's just like that whole sub that whole plot was just a waste. I thought. I don't know how you feel about it. Yeah, I was. I just don't think it was necessary. No. No, I, I agree. Yeah, it was just kind of like, what is this going to? And it just felt... Didn't it feel like they were living in the old times? Even though that that was a future. You know, his past was a future. Yeah, exactly. It's like it's a Dickens novel that went south, you know, and... There's like no tech and, or anything. Right, you know, and again, there's no way this little wimpy little bitch kid is going to become a Starfleet captain. Oh, God. Yeah, no, exactly, right? Exactly. And this was all set up already, and... They didn't even utilize his brother. Like, you know, if, if anyone could have character development, maybe. Well, they all kind of did. Um, but, yeah, it, it just felt like it was primitive, right? Because, yeah, when they go back to 2024, there's really no difference in his flashback with 2024, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, they had the old skeleton key to lock doors. Like, really? Uh, we have more tech than this house does in our age. 
Uh, yeah. <laughs> we're two years behind 2024. So I was like, what's the excuse here? I mean, it just felt so sappy and depressing. And yeah, the way they are dressed, it's just like the Rikers in season one, you know? It was like, why are they dressed like this? It's like everyone's poor in the future all of a sudden, or just, you know, there's no gap. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, but, you know, like you said about how they were dressed and, you know, yeah. and just, yeah, I, I, I don't know if there's like a temporal anomaly that causes them to go back to the 1800s. The and mall's closed, just, Steve. That's what happened. You know, yeah, there's no more, there's no Starfleet malls. Amazon. Nothing. Yeah, Amazon is done. <laughs> what's what's it called? Hipsters? Hipsters rule the world. Oh, God. <laughs> There's there's a, a man glued to a Starbucks counter on every corner. <laughs> yeah, with long, unruly-ass beards. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, just... Uh, why? I, well, the choices are just so strange. I, I, it's like, I wanted to like elements of this, you know? But, like, when he went into his coma, I'm like, why the hell are we here? Why is he talking to this counselor guy? And then, why did Stuart... Or, I, they're really the same person now, it seems... Why did um, Picard be like, oh, Starfleet has counselors now or something like that? And it's like, uh, Deanna Troy ring a bell? Uh, she was a counselor, Picard. Yeah, what, exactly. What, what the hell are you talking about? I, we're kind of going all over the place, but that's kind of like what the show was like. Um, did you, yeah. um, the pep talk he gave his descendant of, of going to space, which was like, what, 30 seconds? That was apparently enough mm -hmm. to do so. Um, yeah. That all this other time on stupid subplots could have been spent developing his ancestor, his descendants' character better, or wait, no, I'm sorry, it was it would be an ancestor, duh. I'm sorry. Um, I just kind of if you're at an event yeah. and an octogenarian comes up to you, even if they're well dressed, and starts having these philosophical conversations with you, your first inclination is to get the fuck out of there. Yes, and and just find somebody normal, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, if, if if someone approaches me on the street downtown in Des Moines, <laughs> I, I like tapioca pudding. Like, I don't care what they're saying. Stop talking to me. Oh gosh, no shit. Yeah, I was just like, oh, what's wrong? Are you sad? Yeah, I'm sad. Tell me your life. I'm on this shit show. Although I think it's great. Uh, yeah, no kidding. Like, and she probably would have been scrapped from the mission because she was like losing her shit and like yeah, really. Everyone's keep... mental. Yeah. Everyone's mental. Yes, and everyone comes from a traumatic uh, history. You know, they don't have two parents. Everyone's dead. You know, it's just drama, drama, drama. It's like, wow. I, I thought I tuned in to feel better about my life, but. Uh, <laughs> I guess, uh, yeah. Pass me the, um, yeah, great coupon. Everyone has to relate, Josh. I, I know, right? All right. Because no one does in real life. Yes. Um, it's like, why is, why is the viewership going down? What's going on? Why, uh, why can't we look up to people, right? You know, or look up or... to the stars, Steve. Look up to the stars. Yeah. There you go. Look up to the stars. Look up to the stars, Marty. Dead. Um. Yeah, well, and that's the other thing. The how and why wasn't really explained in the end of this damn show, to me, anyway. I mean, I might have missed a few things, but... Okay, in the beginning, this anomaly, the board come through. Apparently, they can't fucking talk. You know, you think they'd say, hey, we gotta borrow your tech to charge up. Instead of just, you know, coming in like Ursula from Little Mermaid with the tentacles and stabbing shit violently. And it's like, yeah. if people just talk, I, I think we could have avoided this whole thing. So then it would be uh, half of an episode as opposed what? to ten. You imagine just one episode like that was great, guys. Well done. I can't imagine that. <laughs> A lot of people can. They probably turned off after the first episode. <laughs> I'm good. Yeah, good luck. Um, no, but why were these characters plucked from their their reality and thrown into an alternate reality with their memories intact? You had Rios. Picard, Raffi, Agnes, and Seven, but Soji wasn't anywhere around except as another character, Kor, who was another uh, descendant of, Corey, uh, yeah. Yeah, of, of Soon, another Soon, which yeah. that's how they brought Spiner back, another fucking Soon, 
who who's a gen- geneticist, but he's really good at drones and shit. Which I was like, that's kind of weird. You know how he orchestrated the the drone attack. He got those and, at Best Buy. Yeah, yeah right, right. <laughs> what kind of windows does this thing have? Um, yeah, Geek Squad, please. I need you to come to my yep. my office, my high tech office. Um, yeah, the whole thing about Q. Oh my god, I just don't understand. Like, okay, so Q. I'm just trying to think. Q's point of view, right? Okay, so Picard screwed up the the future because he was like, <laughs> he panicked a little bit. Blow up all the fucking ships, you know. <laughs> and so they yeah. did, and then they all wake up in this alternate uh, uh, future, whatever. And it was all because his Picard's all of a sudden Picard's ancestor didn't do the mission of Jupiter, whatever, and bring back a, a plant from Earl May there. And then, whatever the hell that was. Um, but yeah, it's like, what is Q's motivation? Because he's trying to, he's deliberately trying to set make that alternate future happen when he was, but he's also pissed at Picard for fucking up the actual future, you know? Because he was trying to, like, put doubt into his ancestor. And remember, that's when he lost his powers, right? So you're like, oh, what's going on there? Is the, is the continuum like, fuck off, dude. You're screwing things up. Uh, exactly. And then he does this, like, little, um, you know, 50, 1950s television variety show skit of a shrink, uh, you know, getting into her psyche, you know, in a non-believable way. Like, it, he already put that much doubt into her on his own, you know. And then the other plan is, let's, because, you know, Picard changed her mind in 30 seconds. Or no, it was before that even. It was, uh, let me get this new soon guy. Because this plot doesn't make doesn't really belong in any of this shit. Let me get him, because you know I, I couldn't get anyone else, you know, to drive their car and kill this chick. He's a geneticist, by the way. You know how he killed the the traveler or not traveler, the watcher at the end mm-hmm. with uh, that glove thing. Why didn't you do that with the fucking uh, his uh, ancestor? Like that's, that makes exactly. more sense. He's a geneticist. You know, they should have been running from his hand as he's chasing them down the hallway, you know. But no, it's like, I'm just going to hit you with my Tesla. Picard gets hit instead, puts him in a coma, and I guess that was Q's whole plan so Picard could face the truth that he locked away that Deanna Troy couldn't find was that his mom killed him, killed herself, you know? Just so... I don't understand. There's no lasting implications. I mean, the characters they killed off, they just brought them all back at the end. Right, and yeah, what's his face? Um, I forgot to include him. I'm sorry, probably because I don't really know his character too well. Well, there's nothing to include. Yeah, right. Lord of the Rings knockoff or whatever. Um, they brought him back as a hologram, right? Perfect Legolas, right, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's back as a hologram, and he's got emotion. I'm like, what? He's looking for his sword, and he's like, oh, my friend. Like, dude, you're a hologram. You, you don't have attachments to, like, anything. Yeah. Like, I'm so confused. And then someone else pointed out he was dodging bullets, which was hilarious because he's a hologram. You must have watched Remo Williams. Yeah. So that 80s action movie where the character would dodge bullets. Oh, right, right, yeah. Right, yep, exactly, exactly. Um, and I, you know what, I think I think he's, uh, I don't think he's coming back either. <laughs> so all the cool people are gone. Yeah, it's just in the end, it's like, what what did it all mean? Like, that was Q's plan to put Picard all through this, just so, like, he knew Picard was going to pull it off, and then and then he gets his powers back? Because he said he was he chose to die or something, right? Um, yeah. So he gets his powers back. It's like, okay, well, who, how, are they, how are they taken? Like, I don't understand what's going on here. Uh, you know, the it's because we don't have the same writers from TNG. They never would have wrote this shit, like... This is not how he was. This this really is not Q at all. Q like. Um, yeah. It's just now that's what I feared. Like oh shit, they're gonna mess him up, man. And they they did. Uh, the hug was a great um, great moment. Like I said, there's a lot of great moments in this show, but when it's surrounded by shit, it's uh, it's just you know. <laughs> you can't get excited about it. I mean, right. it's, you know, they they feel like they're writing something is quality of like maybe the first couple of seasons of Game of Thrones or Ozark and it's like you know what you're so far off the mark yeah that's what that's what episodic it's not episodic it's a a long stringing story right you know and 
and they know how to do that. These guys don't. No, they, they're just not up for the task. It's like you shouldn't, you shouldn't do it, man. Like I, you know. But these creators got egos, and so does Patrick Stewart. Um, before I get into that, real quick, uh, Wesley Crusher, he's back ish. What do you think? What do you think about that? Yeah. So with him coming back, I was just less. I don't know. It was it was just more of a let's shoehorn it in. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what it felt like to me, as opposed to anything else. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's not that you know I disliked it necessarily, yeah. but I also yeah. I also wasn't excited about it. And, <laughs> yeah. You know they they took Corey or whatever her name was away uh, to go hang out with him and <laughs> and and whatever, which is fine. But yeah. I just felt like you know who can we include? Right, right. And uh, and that was that was the you know let's give him the. 43 second scene and call it done. I just picture an alternate ending from 2024. Steve like takes him out with a sniper rifle just before he's, just as he's walking up to her. It's like, Pff! and she's just like, Ugh. Oh, that's great. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Um, no, uh, apparently. So they, I, I didn't put her name down. The, the watcher lady, Gary seven, uh, Gary sevens, uh, apprentice, let's say, um, I yep. did like I I like the idea of Gary Seven, you know that whole mythos that it didn't really ever get to explore, and I guess it's been explored very well in a comic, and they were going to do a yeah. show back in the day, so that was like a backdoor pilot in the original series, and of course you know this, um, I'm sure. Uh, I, I like some of that aspect, but again they they fucked it up, right? They just I think yep. they really screwed it up, and Wesley was a traveler, so it seems like the travelers and the watchers are one and the same now. So I'm very confused, and they beamed up him and uh, Cor. Is that how you say your name, or Corey? I mean, Cor or Corey. I can't yeah. remember. Um, they beamed up, so that that's a Starfleet uh, beam or whatever. It's not like a traveler beam, which is like a smoke in a box or whatever. So it's like, yeah. where the hell did they beam to? Does Wesley do both? You know, is he still in Starfleet, but also a traveler? Like, I don't know. And that doesn't have to be explained entirely. It's just. I'm just kind of confused, you know. Um, That's why I thought it was just shoehorned in. You know? Yeah, I mean it was right, right. And I, I do like Wesley Crusher. I, I I hope they gave him a better better closure. But um, and I guess this this is all right. I, I didn't hate it. It was one. It's another moment that was okay. Cool, cool. Another another diamond in this pile of manure. You know, um, I guess not not a shiny not diamond, just with, kind of dull. Right? Yeah. But um, but yeah. So season three. Got a lot to look forward to. We got the whole rest of the cast coming back. We got this writer that did a pretty decent job the first two episodes of season two. Um, yeah, are you are you coming back for more? I mean, I hope so because I can't talk talk by myself. So yeah, uh, I am gonna come back for more. I uh, I, <laughs> I hate myself that much. <laughs> You're like, I'm gonna go back to the restaurant. I've been food poisoned twice, but I'm gonna try one more time. <laughs> No, I mean, I am interested to see what they do with the old cast. Yep. And, you know, I, I just, I don't want fan service necessarily, but I also don't want, you know, after school special storylines thrown mm-hmm. in my face either. Right. You know, I want something that I can actually, that makes you think. Yes. Right. Exactly. Um, exactly. Because isn't that what science fiction is supposed to do? Yes. And that's what they claim they're doing. But, um, no, all it makes me think is this could be better. <laughs> much, much yeah. better. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah it's, it's Someone point, uh, pointed out that TNG, when it started, tried to uh, put a great distance between them and the original series. Not not looks, right? right? It, the looks had an evolution to them. But if you notice, like, the difference between now and, and back then was, you know, they had Admiral McCoy come aboard the pilot episode of... TNG, but they never said his name. You knew mm-hmm. it was uh, Divorce Kelly, and he had some. He had the same mannerisms, but they didn't say, "Oh my God, Doctor McCoy, it's so great to have you on the right. ship." They would do that now. They would do that now. Mm-hmm. You fucking. They would have a plaque. I mean, Jesus, uh, spotlight on him. Like, look at him. Isn't he great? Yeah. Yeah. That's the difference, and it's like that's yeah. Give us fan service, but do it in a way that's elegant and it's not so 
in your face like haha haha yeah remember it's like uh, they might as well be looking into the camera and pointing at exactly. the other guy exactly uh, exactly uh, just like when seven sees the the forest fires in california and like they destroyed themselves and it's like look at the camera nod yeah it's like okay all right i get it you didn't have to do that just seeing that and their reaction without any dialogue good enough yeah. good enough that would have been enough yes perfect but yeah uh, again Stewart's put his foot in his mouth though because he said well i didn't really when i signed on to this project i didn't want he basically was like i don't you know everything you love about picard him and his crew and everything like that i don't do any of that <laughs> <laughs> I, I just want the name. Just give me the name. And yeah. So yeah, obviously him and Brent were in the f- first season and uh, for this season as well. The Rikers episode in season one, which I think helped save it a little bit, at least gave it a little upbeat um, boost into seeing the rest of the shit show. Uh, that was like a uh, a fix, I guess. The plot wasn't making sense. Go figure. And yeah. so they're like, uh, let's put a let's film this other episode really quick, I guess. And that's what that's what we got because Riker explains where you're at. If you go back to that dinner scene, <laughs> they're they're dissecting the series for you because they know everyone's like fucking lost. And so yeah, exactly. I think uh, I, I hope that season three is going to be good. It would be a shame to um, waste all this cast and I for Stuart like they're friends in real life so it's like Stuart just comes off as an asshole to me it's like oh I just wanted about me you know I wanted to be Star Trek Picard like okay well what's interesting about Picard but by, by himself not a whole lot right. as we've seen no. and it's not even about Picard it's like other characters which we don't give a shit about <laughs> you know that's just kind of what frustrates me about him you know like this is what it should have been from the start, I believe. That's what everyone hoped for. And I, I think he got them all, um, took them all out for dinner or met them for dinner when he first announced the show. And I think he told them at dinner, like, oh, it's just going to be me, none of you guys. <laughs> yeah. Uh, where are you going? Where are you going? Hey, hey, invalidate. Um, yeah. So, I don't know. I just, I, I don't know. I don't like his attitude towards this. You know, it was like, it was more than just you. You know, you're not Diana Ross. You're <laughs> you're still part of the Supremes. That's that's who you are. But and there's just so many better storylines. And you, you probably know this, you know, uh, from comic books and novels they could have done with him and, and I'm not I wasn't ever asking for the whole cast to come back, but you know, just give us a few players, you know, and you know, maybe refer to some other people. It was nice that Seven referred to Janeway a little bit, you know. Um Yeah. Backing her up a little bit to get onto Starfleet. But, yeah, is there any other thoughts you have before we go to Strange New Worlds, which will be brief? Um, just a quick review, of course. Uh, anything that uh, you have on your mind still, other than uh, don't watch it again? <laughs> no, I don't think so. I think we've, we've, we've pounded it pretty good. Yeah, yeah. And I, it gives me no pleasure to do so. But it's like, I, I just feel like this, I think this is a big waste of our time you know unfortunately and it, it's a waste of talent it really is because you know those older actors probably don't even require as much pay and maybe they do i don't know but you know uh, maybe you have to buy more stunt doubles to uh to come yeah, board right. but yeah so i will say after i watched picard season two finale and strange new worlds the same day uh, strange new worlds was a breath of fresh air i've said this many times in my opinions out there but yeah i definitely want to get yours steve um and of course go spoiler uh go into spoilers if you wish no problem we already have yeah i'll I'll keep it spoiler free and and brief but i i just my wife watched it with me and she loved it great and so did i you know and it was you know anytime uh pike says hit it you know i just get goosebumps you know and yeah um it, it just felt like it felt like what what Star Trek should be. Yeah. Um, it it was fun. It was still it had it had good action, but you ha- you have this character who is the clear leader. He is the mm-hmm. he is the vision. He is the centerpiece um, with with great talent around him. This is what Star Trek feels like. Yep, and uh, I think his eyes stayed dry the whole episode, which is great. <laughs> No fucking crying. I didn't have to do any LSD. Jesus. Yes. 
and again, I think this is what we should have got from the start. Like Discovery should have had this colorization, but I guess you needed Discovery's um, problems to get us here. You know, um, the best part of Discovery is when Pike was in it. Yes, yeah, that's true. It's true, definitely. And uh, I, I don't consider it canon. I consider it a, a, a remake at this point. I just do because the looks are totally different, and that's fine. Yeah. I do, I do like what I've seen so far. I like, um, I like the crew. I like Spock's new look. The hair looks much better. I think it was cool to see yep. Vulcan in that scene. Um, that's a little um, a prep, I guess, for mock time. You know, and he's um, yeah, he's getting his lady there in the restaurant. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they should have played that on the on the radio or wherever they have there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was a great pilot episode. I just hope it it sticks the landing, and I, I think episodic is the way to go. Uh, of course, they're probably going to borrow a lot from Orville and the other Star Trek shows, but you know, a lot of ideas have already been done. But it's all about twisting them and making them your own. So I, I yeah. hope they can. If they do, do that. it well. Great. Yes. Yes, uh, visually beautiful looking show. Looks expensive. Um, yeah. Of course, that was a pilot episode, so <laughs> we'll see what happens. But yeah. yeah, I really did like. I liked pretty much everything about it. Really, I can't really think of you know maybe some of the humor I wish was less, but they did. They definitely dialed it back. I think. But yeah, I, I do like. Uh, I do like where it's going. So I am happy. Yeah. This is probably the the most uh, happiest I've been since uh, Christmas Trek entered the, uh, the airwaves. Uh, you know, and season one of Discovery and a little bit of two, you know, I, I dug, but going back there's a lot of issues with it, but yes, Pike was, this is actually the only thing I think they've honored from fans that fans wanted the show, and yep. we got it. So Finally. Yes. Definitely. So, I think next time we'll talk about episode two, and we also got a few other news items we couldn't get to this week, but I also believe we are going to discuss um, uh, an episode or two. Steve, is that right? Next show? Yeah, we're going to do two episodes um, of the original series. Uh, We're going to take the highest rated, which was City on the Edge of Forever, then we're going to take the lowest rated, which name escapes me, but it's in my notes. Um, but we're gonna we're gonna watch each, and then we're gonna kind of compare, just you know, quick shot notes, and uh, um, kind of discuss the quality differences. I think. Absolutely, yes. I look forward to doing that. that. That'll be fun. I think that'll be a lot of fun and a first for this show. So many firsts. Um, we we've set a new record. Well, season or <laughs> uh, disco first year or two. I had a lot of episodes uh, for the year, so this is definitely. Um, ahead of its time for the last year or so <laughs> having another episode yeah. like this uh we'll yeah we'll keep them coming and uh yeah we'll be doing a lot more new things um and hopefully we'll be happy with uh strange new worlds as it goes and exploring all these other shows i i hope to get into um you know the animate animated series as well and um comics uh, maybe novels who knows uh the sky's the limit just just look up to the stars that's all I gotta yep. say. There's a lot of great Trek novels. I, I've read a lot of the older ones. I haven't read a, a lot of the new ones at all, but yes, yeah, there's a lot of great stuff out there. I remember when Voyager was um, on the air, you know, and they started those novels. Those are really, really, really good, you know, and then, you know, there's some awesome original series and TNG novels out there. So a lot of, a lot of good stuff we can cover. Absolutely. Yeah. I look forward to it. So yeah. Um, until next time we'll be back and, uh, I think we'll be much happier. Um, at least yep. I, I will. I know I will be, I'm sure. I, uh, I'll i be seeing my own therapist next week, and we'll get Picard <laughs> out of my system. and Send him this episode to, just to catch up before, you know. <laughs> this is how I fucking feel, right? <laughs> it's all about feeling. He's going to hand you a skeleton key like, oh, no, what is this? Yeah. What have you done? Well, that's when I put it in someone's eye. So. <laughs> yes. this. And, uh, yeah, um, if you're at Starbucks, um, say hi to James. Yeah. Keep your glue in the car. <laughs> Keep your glue in the car. <laughs> oh, that's great. Well, yeah, Till next time, I'm Josh. I'm Steve. Two to beam up. Two to beam up.